Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Suzanne Blumson. Brazil's new finance minister, Paulo Guedes, brought credibility to the presidential campaign of Jair Bolsonaro, reassuring jittery markets at a time when many worried about the authoritarian instincts of the right-wing former army captain. So, after a month in office, how are things going? John Paul Rathbone, our Latin America editor, and Andreas Schipani, our Brazil correspondent, went to meet Mr Geddes to find out. When Paulo Guedes joined the campaign of Jair Bolsonaro, he brought a credibility that the former army captain, viewed internationally as something of a proto-fascist, had sorely lacked. This former fund manager from Rio de Janeiro, an economics professor, had had something of a reputation for brilliance, but also being an outsider. Now he's deep in the heart of the Brazilian government as the finance minister and economic czar. Andres, we met Mr. Guedes in his Brazilian office recently. What struck you about him? He was actually a very engaging interviewee, I must say. I mean, actually, he had other meetings, as you may recall, to go to, but he stayed and told us, I'm investing in you because he felt the world is not understanding what they're trying to do here in Brazil. I mean, he recalled the Austrian philosopher Karl Popper and said that they're trying to create a popperian open society in Brazil, which is debatable considering Bolsonaro ran for president on a far-right platform. But, you know, Bolsonaro has repeatedly said he has no knowledge of economics, and so that is why he has roped in Geddes. And on issues that Geddes really wants to push through, such as pension reform and privatizations, for example, he told us that he has been negotiating with Bolsonaro on what to do and how to do it. And Geddes obviously wants to cut and save as much as possible from an economic standpoint, while Bolsonaro is thinking more of the political implication of all this. So Bolsonaro will probably have the final words on all this. But this is what Geddes had to say about why he overcame his differences with him. People ask me, hey, Paul, how come a liberal like you joining force with a radical against democracy, rightist or whatever, whatever, I said, hey, guys, his man is at the parliament for the last 27 years. He is an answer to a quest for order, order. And our flag says, order and progress. So conservatives in morals and ethics and customs is a request for order. It's not reasonable to live in a country where 60,000 people die every year. So if the guy is rough in manners, this is just an appearance. The real phenomenon is that people are voting for him because he's going to be rough with the bad guys. So you don't get it. Andres, Bolsonaro has been out of the spotlight since he took office beginning of January. That's because he's been in hospital having an operation after he suffered a near fatal stabbing last year during the campaign. So that's one element of the government, the president, that is to one side and sort of governing by remote control. Meanwhile, there are the generals who are, the general view seems to be managing the day-to-day government. There are the ideologues that are associated with Bolsonaro's family. And then there's Geddes's economic team, which they've drawn up what seemed to be an impressive idea and program for what they want to do. The Brazilian economy, it's limping out of its worst ever recession. And after 30 years of generally increasing state intervention, 
there's a general view that it's need for abrupt change. And Gethers, of course, he was a student of Milton Friedman and Robert Mundell and Gary Becker and other giants at the Chicago University Economics Department. This free market view is quite contrary to Bolsonaro's more corporatist nationalist record of voting as a backbench congressman. How do you see Gethers pushing forward his agenda and the constraints both in Congress and within the executive, within the government? Well, as you say, I mean, he faces many, many challenges on the economic side, including high unemployment. And as you just said, and pushing through the part of his reform program, including a key pension reform, through quite an unwieldy Congress made up of 30 parties. And where, you know, the here in Brazil party loyalty could be very unstable. Guedes has said that his priority is to end Brazil's 7% fiscal deficit through privatization of the country's 100-plus roughly state-owned companies and imply that there are no sacred cows. And he has repeatedly said that Brazil pays the equivalent of a Marshall plan each year in servicing its huge debt. Already confidence indicators are on the rise and the local stock market has been hitting record highs. But Brazil is too used to having a big state, as you said, and there are many, many interest groups lurking. So for now, he has called Blanche to reform the economy, and that is what he's trying to do and what he's working on. But he could face stiff opposition from Congress and even some within the Bolsonaro administration itself. So Geddes has got a very ambitious reform agenda. Bolsonaro has a very ambitious but rather undefined vision of how he wants to change Brazil. This is how Geddes downplayed his differences with the president or if you prefer, upplayed their similarities. Here's a clip. As I told you, the excess of public spending corrupted the political order and stagnated the economic order. Now, are you pessimist? Bolsonaro is coming. I said, hey guys, after 30 years of center-left, there is now center-right. 30 years of social democrats. Now, 40 years of liberal democrats. Is a political alliance of a conservative center with liberals in the economy. So the conservatives in customs and liberals in the economy. This was exactly the explanation I gave one year ago. I met Bolsonaro for the first time in my life, one year and one month ago. So, Andres, there's lots of potential for clash and disagreement within government and between the executive and the Congress and, of course, the public. Do you think these differences will ultimately prove too much? Will Gellers' reform program come to a grinding halt, or do you think it will just motor on? Well, you have to keep in mind that Bolsonaro, who, as you said, is a former military man, he was a captain in the army, has tried to position himself as a reformer, embracing Gellers' liberal ideas. But he only did this last year. So, I mean, his own voting record in almost three decades in Congress shows he has entrenched statist instincts, and so he's a bit of an old-style nationalist. So let's see if he ends up caving into demands of interest groups or not. If this happens on a high scale, and this could have implications for his power base in the population, his power base in Congress, this could lead to squabbles between Guedes and Bolsonaro. I mean, if that doesn't happen, we could have a smooth ride, but this is Brazil, and again, this is a country of vested interest. And let's see how this marriage continues or not. 
I had one very strong impression from our interview, which was an hour at his offices in the economy ministry in Brasilia, and there were people knocking at the door. And as you mentioned, he took time out to communicate this message to us. And that was essentially the ambition and purity of his vision. And my impression was of a rather brilliant theoretical economist who's now come into government at last. I think it was a long held desire of his. And like all theoretical economists, he sort of sees all of his ideas clearing in the market instantaneously. Time almost doesn't exist. And my feeling was that he theorized away some of the political problems that inevitably lie ahead, even though at the same time he was aware of them. I don't think there was part of the fabric of his being. Do you have that sense of Gethers as a political animal? No, not yet. I mean, he has proven so far quite efficient on trying to ramp up some support in Congress. Government insiders have told us that. For example, Rodrigo Maya, the Speaker of the House, was re-elected about two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago. That was his doing. I mean, Maya's powerful by himself. But Gerdes played a key role in that. So he has some political inklings. But Congress is only just starting. His government is less than one month old. So I think Gerdes, he still has to face the reality of big states, a big political machinery. And in a way, that big public spending that he's criticized, that is sneers politician into corruption and inefficiencies, he will have to face that at some point. And we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. But he will probably have to push through and he may hit his head against the wall. I think hitting your head against the wall is definitely a good way of looking at it, just because it conveys the obduracy of Brazil. It's so gigantic that even with a huge focus push, changes slow to come. But one thought, just to leave this discussion on, was a point that Guedes really took a lot of time to convey to us. Like all Brazilian economists, he gave us a kind of historical sweep. And there was a period in Brazil, the 20 odd years of the military regime and dictatorship, that was followed by democratization, a 30 year progress, an increase in civil and social rights under the presidencies of Fernando Henrique Cardoso, Lula da Silva and Dilma Rousseff. And now Guedes saw the pendulum swinging to another side inexorably and inevitably back towards the center. So you had a swing from the far right to the left and now back again. So for Gethers, he saw time as on his side, or historical momentum, anyway. That was John Paul Rathbone, the FT's Latin America editor, talking to our Brazil correspondent, Andreas Schipani. We'll be back with another news feature tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, do take a look at our latest subscription offer at ft.com slash offer.